Good morning, good afternoon, good night, Craft Heads fam. This is episode 123 of the Craft Heads podcast. We're going to be talking about San Antonio, Texas. But before we dive into the topic, I'd like to welcome back to the show, as usual, my lovely wife, Tara. Hello. And thank you for filling in for Tommy. So let me reintroduce. We've had a uh, lot of new listeners lately, um, probably some other uh, recurring listeners coming back to get caught up because we've had a little bit of a dearth of content early on this year. And let me just tell you what the podcast is about again. So I tell people it's a Craft Heads podcast. It's the podcast about nothing but also everything because nothing's off limits. We talk about something different every week or month or whenever it is the hell that we manage to get episodes cranked out. Um, it is typically about a half an hour, sometimes a little bit longer. We did do that most recent one as sort of a special to make up for that lack of content. But um, every episode's about something different again. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, you know, if you're interested, just browse through our catalog of episodes. We've been doing this for a few years now. January 2018, I think, was the first one. And, uh, you know, if, if you like what the title and the description, check it out. If you want to skip one, listen to a couple, you know, just we're, we're here for your general amusement. And um, we, matter of fact, I was, whenever I post these episodes, so we host this on SoundCloud and I put the genre as storytelling. And the reason I say that is because we tell a lot of stories on here. So yes, we're talking about San Antonio, but I'm not just going to recite a litany of facts for you or like history or anything like that. It's basically just like our experiences and basically our timeline of events of what's going on while we were visiting here. Also, uh, it is important to note we are recording on the road. We don't have our fancy gear. There will probably be some annoying ambient noise. We apologize. We're in the hotel room and we're on sort of a, a time crunch because we'll be checking out here soon and we have a couple more things to do. So we're actually going to uh, record the majority of this. I'm going to be rambling a lot. I'm hoping Tara can stop me at times before I get hoarse. And then we will, um, we're going to take a quick break to wrap up the rest of our trip because we still have two other things to do. So, um, and the last thing as far as um, in, uh, by way of intros, uh, Tommy, my best friend that I usually record this with and have historically, he's sort of been out of pocket for much of this year. He's down in uh, Tampa, Florida with his family, but he will be back. We'll probably do some virtual episodes here soon, but um, Craft Heads is not... Uh, going away or anything like that. We're just sort of trying to keep up and uh, put out as much content as we can. Tommy's actually been doing some video stuff that he's working on as well. And uh, we also have Craft Heads podcast masks for COVID. Uh, it was about time. We probably should have done it like a year ago, but I don't think masks are going away at least entirely uh, for a long while still. I think a lot of people are going to choose to wear them regardless of what happens going forward. And I got to tell you, I will personally bet they're the best, most comfortable masks uh, you've ever worn. And I think Tara will back me up there. Yes. So <laughs> if you want one, uh, please let us know. We can uh, sell them and ship them to you directly. Or we actually, um, it, they're $15 a piece shipped to you. Or for um, if you want to buy them for cheaper, if you become a, a patron at patreon.com slash craftheadspodcast, you can check out our support tiers there. Um, we will actually take off your pledge amount off of uh, a reduced price of $10. So for example, if you became a Hossbog for five bucks for an additional $5, we'll send you one of the Craft Heads podcast masks. So just want to let you know about those new developments, updates, sort of state of the union for the podcast. And um, without further ado, 
We'll start off with a quick shout out, uh, our featured drinks, and then we'll dive into the San Antonio timeline. But the first shout out is for, I got to give local love first, Stephanie at Smokejack Barbecue in Alpharetta, which is north of Atlanta. I know it seems out of place, but we met her, um, at, I don't know, probably a month ago at this point. And like, again, we were really struggling to get content uh, recorded and produced and everything. And, I, and we had already recorded episode 122. And I was like, all right, there's 121 out. You will be on 123. So here we are. I'm fulfilling my promise. I'm sorry it took so long, but she's a she's an excellent server who works there. She expressed uh, interest in the podcast when she saw our face masks. We told her what it was about. She was all about it. Big podcast listener. So Stephanie, sorry it took so long, but I hope this is reaching your ear holes and uh, we'll come see you again soon and uh, see if you listen to this. But uh, anyways, moving on to our drinks. So I was actually worried about uh, what we were going to drink for the San Antonio theme. And we're going to get to this brewery later uh, in the timeline of our visiting. But what's so amazing is we went to a place called Back Unturned Brewing Company. Thank you, Tara. She just hooked me up with a towel to wipe off these um, these cold-ass beers that were provided by Back Unturned Brewing Company. So whenever, uh, you know, they asked. Uh, we had the, fa the face masks and everything. And whenever I told the gentleman... Uh, we actually had three different people help us throughout the night. And when I told him what it was about, you know, I had al already, you know, paid the tab and everything. And he was like, well, I got to get you some beer so you can drink on the podcast. And I was like, dude, you're a legend. Thank you. I mean, like we, we drink on every episode. So extra big special thanks to Rob at un um, Back Unturned. He's the one who gave us the beers. Uh, Steph There's another Stephanie at Back Unturned. And she gets the award for literally the fastest I have ever been served a beer in my life. After, like, after you ordered, she, we not only, we said, yeah, we'll have a pint of this. And not 15 seconds later, the literally. beer magically, she just put it down. And it was like, they must have had some kind of hand signal where they're like, you know, almost like sign language. Maybe. Of like, oh yeah, there's a pint over here of this. And then they just walk. And it was on special. It was a special, yeah. So maybe. I don't know if they were doing Morse code or uh, just like light speed communication or they just really have their shit together as a, a service establishment. But that was really awesome. And then uh, the gentleman who actually sat us uh, was Eric. So, yes. And he was awesome. We, we like started off and finished with him. So thank you, Rob, Stephanie, and Eric. We had an awesome time. But again, we'll, we'll get back to that later. But our beers are... The Dunkelweizen wheat beer, 5.5%. I'm going to give that to you, Thank you for a couple reasons. And I'm going to take this unbelievable cherry international Belgian style uh, with, oh, I love this label. It's a little, literally a little picture of cherries. Um, this is 9.8%. Yeah, that's a lot. So let's Mine's crack five these. and a half. Yep. We just pulled it out of the, you know, the stereotypical little hotel ice bin. I had them chilling overnight and got some fresh ice this morning. Cheers, honey. Cheers. To my, uh, to my... My bestie and my travel companion. By the way. Nothing like a good breakfast beer. This It is. It's 12.03 p.m. local time. Central time. So we're, we're, we're like, we just skated past degenerate status. So I think this is acceptable. Well. I don't even do you want know this to thing? drink right uh, now, I'm but gonna, I have to. I, I'm, I hate myself for saying this. Mm. It's five o'clock somewhere. Of course. I I. Yes. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. it is true. It's, it's trite, but true. Um, and yeah, that, that was the funny thing. Like we, we drank our asses off yesterday 
and oh, yeah. uh, we'll give you the details on that. So like the idea of having to get up and drink beer was almost excruciating, but it was like a wonderful uh, little turn of serendipity that Rob hooked us up. And I was like, I can't be upset about this. I mean, this is, this is a delightful little surprise. So we're going down the list here starting now. Uh, just to give you a tiny little bit of background on, on San Antonio, Texas. We've never been to Texas before. We have a Southwest Companion Pass. And a couple weeks ago, I was like, Tara, come here, sit down. We were at my computer. I was like, well, let's go on a trip. And we we seriously just filtered by nonstop flights with Southwest, found, narrowed it down to two or three destinations. This is where we wound up. I, I just told Tara, I was like, I want to spend a long weekend there and spend almost all the time on the Riverwalk, which is like depending on what you read, 10, 15 miles, whatever, of uh, this beautiful walkway that it goes along right alongside the San Antonio River. And there's businesses and establishments all over it to varying degree, depending on where you're at. A lot of it is just like beautiful walkways and foliage and everything. And it's just so incredible. You absolutely can make a, an entire weekend of it. We um, did. But that, yeah, we, yeah, it's exactly right. We sure did. That's why we came. And, you know, just, we did learn about some really cool stuff uh, historically. I mean, I, Considering I haven't spent a whole lot of time out west, uh, no time in Texas personally. This is my first experience with Texas. It's crazy. Like, I, it's easy to shit on our country in terms of history because, of course, being uh, roughly 250 years old, uh, not quite, you know, you have to go overseas usually for, like, really old history going back further yeah. than that. But, I mean, the, the city of San Antonio uh, in 2018 is literally – from its roots with the Alamo mission when it was built is literally 300 years old. So it's kind of like mind blowing. And the, the hotel that we're staying at is called the Manger. Um, it has been, it was opened in 1859. And for those of you who aren't great with history, that was before the civil war that this place has been in operation. So it's, it's really, really cool. There's a lot of history here, a lot of great stuff, but basically we, uh, we flew in, had a great flight. By the way, we had a, uh, I'm going to be very polite and respectful, an, an older lady, but super friendly and personable. And she was from Reno and she also asked about the podcast and uh, regrettably I didn't get her name, but I, I think she's going to listen. I mean, it was, it was really crazy because I'm, I'm not used to um, that demographic asking about a podcast or whatever. And I was kind of like fumbling with my words. She was like, Oh, I know it's a podcast. And she's like, you know, what's it about? Where's it on? So we told her that was our immediate great experience. Just flying into San Antonio. We got a lift downtown to our hotel at the Manger, which I told you about. Um, and we, we did work remotely on, on Thursday and Friday. So like those, those days were a little bit more low key and we spent most of our time doing stuff in the evenings. But, um, on that first night, uh, uh, or Thursday evening, we went to a place called the Esquire, which is the oldest uh, bar on the Riverwalk. It opened in 1933 to celebrate uh, the repeal of Prohibition. And they had fantastic cocktails, um, the best bison burger I've ever had in my life. Tara's mm -hmm. meal was great too. She had like a beef tenderloin sandwich or something. Really cool ambience and it's an old ass building, you know, so just highly recommended. We sort of, we talked about it like a lot while we were still here because we were just such a big fan of the whole experience there. Um, we, we then we walked up the Riverwalk a little bit, like on the north, yeah, north side. So for anybody who Googles a picture of what the Riverwalk looks like, I'm just going to tell you what we called it. There's a, a portion of it that's pretty heavily commercialized and we call it the ball sack. It's not... shaped like a little horseshoe. And then <laughs> we started sack. calling it the sack <laughs> yeah. because, um, that's, especially the north part of that is mm -hmm. very commercialized. Yeah. And 
like you feel dirty and almost kind of sweaty. And so it made sense. It looks like a sack. It felt like oh, a sack. Oh, I was going purely with the shape. You're going like with the sweat. And Everything. The... Okay, I, I think the whole vibe, we call it the sack. And uh, so every time we would walk it. at any other point in the trip, we're like, oh, we got to go north of the sack. Okay, so 50% of the people have turned uh, have already tuned out. Yeah. Uh, moving <laughs> on. So um, we after the Esquire and going for that walk, we, we were pretty pooped at this point. Don't forget our internal clocks were an hour ahead because we're usually on Eastern time. So... Um, <clears throat> Friday morning, we did get room service, which was super awesome. Mm-hmm. We were still working. So we had to stay in, uh, you know, the hotel most of the day. Did some additional research on the Menger. Found out it 12 U.S. presidents have stayed here. There was this big thing with Teddy Roosevelt and um, the Rough Riders. And it's it, also haunted. This place is haunted, yeah, which was really cool. Like, you can read all about that. So um, very cool hotel. It comes with its quirks. There's We yes. had some issues here, but, like, I cut them some slack. I mean, it's it's old as hell, it's, you know. It's older than the Civil War. Yeah, like considering the, you know, like plumbing and the air system and everything. But it's it's very adequate. And it was also, the location of it is amazing, directly next to the Alamo. And <clears throat> the price, it's like really, really affordable. I mean, next time we come back, we'll probably stay somewhere really fancy. But this this was a great experience while we were mm-hmm. here. Um, after the workday, we went to a place called... Oh, shit. It's Biga on the Bank or Banks. I can't remember. Probably Bank. And I, I will say that place really... Tara and I are, like, not annoying foodies, like the kind that really drive you nuts. But we're foodies in the sense that we love really crafty meals, like, you know, lo- locally sourced stuff, really interesting combinations. You know, the craftier, the better. And um, Biga is great for that. They They had some fantastic food. I had... Uh, some venison and we both had quail in our dishes actually Mm -hmm. Tara got an amazing risotto we had some uh, good beverages Uh, there was that oh shit I can't remember the name of the brewery the beer but it was a San Antonio brewery and I think it was like the high wheel Betty or something like that it had like a pinup girl on the front it was awesome Um, you had your Dos Equis of course classic Tara she loves the Mexican lagers Um, and just also I will say one of the absolute best desserts I've had in my life. And I'm not a dessert person. I, I pass on dessert, I would say, nine out of ten times. I got it here. Sticky English toffee pudding or something. Just, oh my God. But check that place out if you're looking for something that is, uh, you know, not chain, not super commercialized. The menu also has a rotation. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I, I think they say weekly they try to change the menu or they have like a theme and so um, when we were there, it was Earth Day theme. And so there was a lot of uh, vegetarian fare. So yep. that was really, 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 really awesome. Yeah, you know, you know um, menus that do that, you know it's a pretty legit place. Um, later that evening, we're for the majority of that evening, we continued to walk south then on the river walk. And I will say that uh, in both directions, we'll talk more about the north side later, in both directions, the farther away that you get from the sack the more beautiful and serene the walk is because there's not as many people. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. And, yeah, and just the way that it's it's set up, it's just wonderful. You know, they aren't those like crazy tour boats uh, going down with all those people whenever you move more away from it. So it's just, it's truly a wonderful experience. And um, we got down to a place called uh, Dos Sirenos, which was a brewery that we wanted to go to. It has two mermen on the front. And here I am like, I'm the one who quasi speaks Spanish and I was just drawing a blank. I was like, you know, what did, without looking it up, I couldn't think of what Sirenos means, which I'm an idiot because 
the most rudimentary, almost insulting way to guess at Spanish words is say, oh, just add an O or an A to the end. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's two sirens in the masculine form. So like the same way, you know, a, a siren is like a, a, basically a succubus of the sea for pirates and seafaring men. Um, these are, uh, it's like two, two mermen basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have really good beer, live music, outdoor patio, indoor. They, they had very highly rated food as well, but we weren't hungry of course, cause we had just eaten dinner. Got a couple of beers there. Great stuff. Discovered a new tree that was in on their patio that was beautiful and smelled incredible like lilacs, but boy, does my head it not like you. it. Yeah, what was that called? So from a quick Google lens search after we took a picture of the tree, we think it might be a chinaberry tree, which goes yes. by several other names like Persian lilac, Indian lilac maybe. Bead tree Bead like tree that. because yep. it's got these little bead type... Um, I don't call it fruit, but I think that's like the fruit of the sure. tree. But yeah, it was that it, was a really nice magical place. Cool place, uh, good music, uh, just overall good experience. Um, I didn't tell our server about the podcast, but I do remember her name. I think it was Sabrina. So I don't know, maybe <clears throat> one of you fellow San Antonians will will tell her that we gave her some love. We had a great experience there with her, so thank you. Uh, we stayed there, you know, pretty late. I had my contacts in, which I'm trying to get back in the swing of things and wearing. And that combined with the, the this tree that was wrecking me and everything else, like we were both pretty tired. My eyes felt like shit. We decided to head back. And that night I got a uh, top, definitely top five, maybe even a top three worst night's sleep of my life. My biggest complaint about the Menger and I... I would actually call it a deal breaker, are paper thin walls. Right now, yes. somebody somebody is listening to us record the podcast live because you can say, hear everything. I will say as clearly as you all are listening to our conversation, someone on the other side of the walls adjacent to us are also listening to this conversation as clearly as you are. Yeah, which is which is a lot when you think about what private people do in a, in a room together. You know, and and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, I'll take it a little step further. So that <laughs> night, um, we. Tara had the wonderful blessing, and I'm I'm glad it was her, not me. I'd rather be saddled with the uh, the terrible experience. But Tara had the blessing of falling asleep. I was nervous though because when we were trying to fall asleep, someone was playing their TV, and it was just the or most, music one of the or two. music. It was just the most honky tonk sounding country music. It sounded like something out of like a TV show. And it was, I was like, oh no, I'm like, this is, this is rough. Like I'm just, I just hear yeehaw guitar going on all the time. I'm like, this is going to be terrible for falling asleep. And thank God I did. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think throughout this trip, I've heard people on both sides and maybe even above and below us. So like there's sound coming, we're just being assaulted uh, on all sides, including this country music that was playing for two or three hours. Um, uh, by the way, that night before we went to bed, we stopped in the, the Manger Bar, which is in the hotel, because we had a coupon for a free drink. Yes. But it was like, it, the coupon was only for poop drinks. So we it just got for like, well. a, yeah, we yeah. got like a, I got, Tara got a Michelob, and I got up, a Guinness. We walked up, and as soon as we gave like the, uh, the coupons, um, like, oh, that's good for well. He like pulls out a totally different menu and pulls back like the yeah, nice we, we one. Yeah, we knew we wouldn't like, be there long. It, it, was, it was really small, but cool, quaint little bar with a bunch of Teddy Roosevelt uh, memorabilia. But anyways, just wanted to pitch that in there real quick. Um, as we were falling asleep, so not only was, was there this country music playing, but there was a um, couple or whatever next door, maybe they're listening now, um, 
they <laughs> were arguing and shouting at each other nonstop for, I would say, a minimum of an hour and a half. And it was a very surreal experience for me because, like, I'm sitting here with this country music coming from God knows where, this nonstop arguing and just F-bombs, like, out the wazoo. Uh, and, you know, which, you know, I'm not offended by the word, but I don't want to be assaulted with it as I'm trying to fall asleep. And, I mean, again, clear as day, you can hear everything. And it is just... A ridiculous experience and I finally I got to the point where after all this I didn't even look at the clock because I was so irate like it, I know it was probably three or four in the morning and I just yeah. would have wanted to I would have been really mad so I didn't even look at the clock I was falling asleep because I was having sort of those um those daydreams that you kind of pop in and out of as you're falling asleep sometimes and I was brought out of sleep because unfortunately they reconciled. So I'll let you fill in the blanks there on what happened. Um, that was also unpleasant and took the surreal level to a new level. So that was great. I got absolute shit sleep um, and woke up in the morning, just figured, you know, we'll dust ourselves off and we'll figure this out. So um, Saturday was our busiest and most fun day, thankfully. It didn't hold us back. Um, we walked, we did walking everywhere. We only took two or three lifts on this whole trip uh, well, excluding the, the airport trips that we're having. Yeah, I think we did two. Yeah, just tons of walking. We're no strangers to that. Um, you'll hear all about that if you go back and listen to the Japan podcast that we did uh, whenever we were there in March of 2019. And um, we walked to a place called Commonwealth uh, Coffee House and Bakery on Hemisphere Boulevard. Got uh, It was a decent wait, actually, to order, but got crepes, breakfast tacos, French breast coffee, some crazy French sandwich, and I've got to tell the you, almond thing. yeah, the the almond uh, pastry. pastry. Most times, a, a brunch establishment either specializes in the savory or the sweets, and then they have the other one as well. But it's not like the most amazing thing ever. This place was a ten out of ten in both categories, yeah, they it out of the park. and just oh my god, was it amazing? Cashier asked about Crafthead's podcast. Regrettably, I don't know her name. But she was super friendly, and we had yes. a great time. So thank you. Maybe somebody will tell her about it. I, I don't remember. Um, again, I don't know what her name was, but um, just wanted to give them some love there as well. Um, after that, that was when we embarked on our, you know, we were loaded up with our coffee, our full bellies, and we were like, all right, now it's time for the big walk. We wanted to go super far south on the river walk. So we went all the way down to Confluence Park. Um, just an, a wonderful, beautiful walk. Um, it does, eventually, it winds up turning into, you know, it's not quite as ornate and... Um, it turns it, from a river walk that's, like, magical, it turns more into kind of like an outdoor trail. Like a biking, nice outdoor... running... Yeah, yeah, trail where it's more like, okay, it's more woodsy or yeah, like and workout-y. It was, it, it was still nice. It was still gorgeous, and I really, really enjoyed it. But I think we got what we wanted when we got to Confluence and we're like, okay, now, let, exactly. now let's do something different. If we had If we had been on bikes or something else or if we were running for hours on end, totally would have just kept on going. But at that mm -hmm. point... Especially bikes. Yeah, and we're not complaining. Like, what we just described is not a bad thing. It's just, it goes, it moves, the farther away you go, it moves more away from like a serene, uh, picturesque river walk to just like, all right, here's a dedicated running, biking road Yep. for pedestrians you know what i mean alongside the river so really cool um if we get back here one day i want to go all the way from north to south on a bike or something you know and there's parts that you can't ride so you could probably uh go up and down from it but like just to to give some more context to that whole river walk thing what's so cool is it's like 
it's basically a subway for pedestrians. Like, we walked up on the surface of the city maybe 20% of the time we were here. The rest of it, yeah. like, you can use the river walk to get everywhere, except it's not, like, a disgusting city subway. It's yeah. people, and it's beautiful, and it's serene, and you're getting exercise. Like, it's it's seriously just the most brilliant thing ever. I cannot say enough good things about the, the river walk. But um, anyways, we got down to Confluence Park, and at that point, we walked uh, to... Uh, Kunstler, I think is how you pronounce it. It looks German, has an umlaut. Uh, brewing on East La Chapelle. I loved seeing, I've never seen, uh, what would it be? Germish or Spanman? Um, I've seen Spanglish before, but I've never seen German and Spanish. And on their, on the outside, it says H.O. Meet Liebe, which is really cool. It means uh, made in Spanish with love in German. Um, that was our little oasis in the desert because we kind of had like a little harrowing walk getting there. It was... Um, it was very hot and dusty, and we we went through some... I'm not casting aspersions on any neighborhoods. We don't know shit about the neighborhoods in San Antonio, and we realized that. We were like, oh, you know, I don't know if we're walking through a good spot that you should be walking through or whatever. Like, we didn't run into any issues, but it was kind of disconcerting, and it was a reminder, like, hey, you should look at these things in the future. Yeah. Um, for, but again, for what it's worth, it was we were totally fine, and a uh, beautiful, gorgeous, sunny day, and it was just really great whenever we got there. Um yeah, I was telling Alex because I was like a little freaked out, you know, being a woman, and I'm like in this like alluring sundress. You were looking quite gorgeous. Quite, yes, and um, I was just like, oh, okay. I'm like, I just, I just really want to get there. We're walking quick, and um, I was like, the two things that I really want in this place is a, you know, water obviously and a huge, huge ass beer, and they did not disappoint. That's right. They they um, Asha who was our server there, she hooked us up, or Tara up with a giant Mexican lager in a equally giant glass. And uh, I can't remember exactly what I got. I think I got a Hefeweizen first, and then I got one or two more beers after. Definitely I got a sour at some point. Oh, and then that... Un the sour was the Academy Award. Possibly, no. Or the... the Possibly my favorite uh, beer that I had on this trip was there. It was like a, a pineapple chili... I think it was an IPA. I oh, think that beer a, a DIPA, double IPA, but very you. Yeah, and it was my favorite part of it was actually the the nose of it because the sweetness of the pineapple smell mixed with the chili smell made it smell like a habanero. It, obviously, it wasn't a habanero, but that's what it smelled like just because of that combination of smells. Because habaneros, for anybody who knows anything about them, peppers like they kind of smell like they have like a banana. They smell like feet Some, mixed yeah, with bananas. I, for me, I think they smell like feet. But. And, and actually taste like bananas. It, it, sometimes if you if you get like a, a really good one, in my opinion. But anyways, we had a wonderful experience there. They had great, they had a great playlist going. Whoever there has good taste in music. They were they had like Bee Gees, Al Whoever's Green. curating it. Oh, yeah. Otis Redding, Doobie Brothers, Roy Orbison. And so I was just like all about that we place. We were in heaven. That was, a, that was an oasis. Yes. And Asha, don't forget to listen to that cover uh, I'm I'm just so overplaying this at this point, but the reason I'm bringing it up on the podcast is because I realize, um, you know, being I'm, I'm a huge fan of music. Who isn't? Uh, but I love oldies, and I'm not one who typically likes uh, covers that much. But there's the Sam and Dave song "Hold On, I'm Coming." There's one by Eric Clapton and BB King from their collaboration album "Riding with the King," and just holy shit it is so good and in that particular case i mean they're musical legends too it, it might be 
as good or better. So um, check that song out for anybody who would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, we met another slightly older couple. They were probably 10 years older than us, uh, Rick and Lisa. They were a hoot. really, really good to get to know them. Talked to them probably for like a like a half an hour or something. I would say 20. Okay. So <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> no, 20, and, no, 20 years older. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. And I, th- I was like, all right. And uh, Tara, in her typical unfiltered way, she just starts swearing up a storm. The guy was like, was did she just say fuck? And I, was I, like, said, yeah. I, I, said, I said fuck once. And I told him, I was like, I have a Sarah mouth, but I don't, I don't make presumptions. I let other people swear first, and, th- and then I follow suit. But we, we had a great time. Those people were awesome. Um, we, from that point, you know, we were just so pooped, especially after that long. That was a really hot walk. I mean, it was, um, yeah, yeah. wasn't it that in was- the mid-90s that day? Um, no, no, no. That was the 80s day. That was the 80s day, but we did so much walking, and I don't think we had enough water. Hot I think sun, Tara got burned. I was, yep. yeah, I got sunburned, which is great. It feels wonderful. So we'll power through the, the rest of this section so we can, uh, we got to actually check out pretty soon. But um, we we lifted home. Uh, and by the way, I keep saying lift because I hate Uber, and um, pro tip, life tip, if you associate your Delta Sky Miles account with your Lyft account, you get Sky Miles for every ride. It's amazing. And I get five times points. Chase Sapphire preferred. Oof. Anyways, we we lifted home to home to the Manger to uh, take a quick power nap because I, you know, at this point, I just wanted to blow my head off. I was so tired from the day. Um, and after that, we walked to Mass at Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, which is a mostly Hispanic parish. Absolutely breathtaking inside uh, Tara and I are getting back to, we're getting back on the weekly mass train. Uh, prior to COVID, I hadn't missed a weekly mass in eight years, uh, nearly a full eight years. And then that got shattered to, to all hell. So really happy to be back, uh, on, on that doing it's, you know, it's an important thing for, for both of us. It feels good. And, uh, we always enjoy doing it whenever we're traveling, like checking out, you know, the most beautiful parish we can find at a location that we're going to. And that, that one probably took the cake, uh, for, for what we could find in San Antonio. Um, we also then walked to Little M's. We wanted to get a, we wanted to get oysters for dinner, but they were reservation only, which is, that's a big turnoff. Uh, just um, general was, feedback for me to throw out there to the service industry. Like, don't do that. Well, the one frustrating thing too is like we were trying to, I was trying to call about reservations specifically um, because they're so highly <laughs> rated and they didn't pick up their phone. Yeah, so if you're going to do which that. Which is really frustrating. So it's like, okay, if you're going to be reservation only, answer your phone. 100%. Uh, so we wound up going to, um, we didn't tell you guys about a, an awesome middle-aged couple that we ran into on this on the river walk on um, Friday or Thursday night, I can't remember, but they After took, Biga, they so took yeah, they took uh, amazing pictures of us. The guy was in PR, so he had ex- photography experience. One of those things where like, of course, everything just worked out the way it should. We got, and they were really friendly and they told us to check out a place called Rosario's. And after we were a little disappointed by Little M's, we figured, oh, well. They're right up the street. Yeah, they, they were right up the street. Figured that's down on South Alamo. We figured we would go check that out. Um, very good, authentic Mexican. I didn't like the decor. I felt like I was in a food hall. The Some of the windows looked like prison windows. And, like, the general experience was fine. But the food was really good. The food knocked it out of the park. The, the decor and, in general, vibe and looks it was, I was fine. just kind of like eh. yeah but the the drinks were good too yeah. and all of the prices were very fair i i we spent like maybe two-thirds of what i was expecting to spend yeah, and that I was a really nice surprise i don't think there were any prices listed on any of the menus no there were 
The, there were maybe the food, not, not the, for drinks. the drinks. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting I was them expecting to like the rip drinks. us off for twenty bucks a cocktail, and they absolutely did not. And everything was very the, good. The food was absolutely. And I know it was authentic because that place that we've been to in Atlanta, uh, with that super authentic Mexican from a particular region in Mexico, uh, called Casi Cielo, great restaurant by the way. If you're in Atlanta, Denizen, go check it out. Um, it actually tasted just like that, so yeah. uh, it, that was really cool. Um, and then we. After Rosario's, we were just disgustingly full with alcohol and, and all that Mexican food. You know how it is after you have a big Mexican meal. That was the time for our big walk. We decided we were going to walk all the way up the river walk to the Pearl. And uh, we did that. You know, it, it actually, like, turned into dusk. And um, we stopped at Back Unturned Brewing. So fast-forwarding, I'm, I'm over halfway through this beer. Oh, my Same. God, it's so amazing. Let me have one um, Yes, so... Yeah. To give you a quick, the, as a listener, a uh, frame of reference, that is very much, it reminds me of, I think the reason I love it so much is because it reminds me of Trogues Brewing, which is a PA brewery. Um, of course, Tara's in my roots. I used to get it at Penn State, which is um, where I went to school back in the day. And uh, Mad Elf was a seasonal ale that came out every year around Christmas time for mm -hmm. a couple months. It was 11%. It's a like a Belgian golden ale, and it tastes like honey and cherries, and that's exactly that's basically this, and it's just yeah. it's and wonderful. It will wreck you. Yeah, absolutely. The I think that one actually qualifies as a barley wine. I don't know if this one does. Um, in fact, in a way, I kind of like that. It's like the tiniest bit, nine point eight instead of eleven, is probably a, a little bit more controllable for yeah, you if you're yeah, going to exactly. drink a couple. And, and they're very easy to drink, so that's why it'll wreck you. Yeah, you drink. It's like wow, this is delicious. Yeah, you drink two or three Madoffs, and you're just on your ass. But it's um, this place was amazing. The food, I think, was going to be they, they have pizza there, and it smelled I'm like so sad. for the Atlanta listeners, it smelled like the inside of Antico. So oh. I know their pizza is legit, but we were so disgustingly full. Like, yeah, I, still, even though we did all the walking, like, and especially because it was so hot, like my stomach, like, and I'm joking, like with Alex, it almost, and I've never been pregnant, but I imagine that's what <laughs> pregnant would feel like, where your stomach yeah. is just so full, and you're like. Yes, I can't make room. Like literally, I just have to wait for all this to digest yeah. before I eat another meal. It, it was a lot, um, and we we were like delirious at this point. We were like slugging these beers, yeah, which we were, were like, excellent, oh but God. we were just trying to drink them because we were we were tired, eyes hurt. Uh, you and I actually got the giggles. Full. Yeah, we got the gig We were so tired, and I think the alcohol helped. But we started getting the giggles in the middle of this restaurant. We're like, "What the hell are we even laughing at?" Yeah, we were making we're each just, other like, howling at the stupidest shit. Yeah, literally tears from laughter i mean it was just it was really a, a, a very special experience though so that place was great hope to be back and try uh, y'all's pizza sometime but thank you again for that and um by the way i think the other the next most special beer was probably the the four-day ipa i believe it was a collaboration between uh their brewery and two others and i've never had an ipa that had notes of coconut in it yeah I mean, it was it that was, was a, that was a special IPA. It was probably the most unique one there. Although all of their beers, like we met, we didn't try all the beer, and we also only had one IPA, and it was the interesting IPA. That's so, what I loved so much was it is so easy to go to breweries today, and yeah, they have good beer and anything, you know, independent and craft. I'm gonna support over the big beers any day, but a lot of times it's just like, oh, this is a good stout. Oh, this is a good IPA, but these were different. I mean, they really tasted special. Yeah. And like this, this is not a Hefeweizen. It's a oh, Dunkelweizen. Dunkel, you know, like. Oh, it's so good. It tastes, 
like a fresh German pub yeah. beer. Like it's just, it's so good. Really, really a special brewery. I, I think um, even though mm, this, this International Cherry is probably tied, maybe even my number one favorite from this trip, I will say that that pineapple chili one that we had at um, Kunstler is also vying for that. But in terms yeah. of my favorite brewery, I, I gotta I gotta say hats off to uh, Untapped for all of the or I'm sorry, not Untapped, uh, Back Unturned Brewing Company for for all of the reasons we've already discussed. And then uh, wrapping up, we did finish the walk then up to the Pearl District or simply just the Pearl. We realized we made a the only mistake we made on this trip was we didn't spend more time in the Pearl. Uh, for the Atlanta listeners, it is just like Alpharetta City Center, except probably a little bit more beautiful and extravagant. I mean, more extravagant, yeah, definitely. like those those, After those well lit buildings at night and everything. The buildings, and then looking at um, some of the restaurants and what people were wearing, it, it seemed very um, upscale. Yeah, sort of a combination between like Marietta Square and Pont City Market. Like if you fuse those together, but yeah. just uh, we we noticed that as you go much farther south of the Sack on the Riverwalk. It gets more um, like scenic and naturey, whereas when you go north, it gets like ritzier and yeah, more upscale. So it just depends on what you want. I recommend checking out both. But um, we didn't get to go to the Southerly Brewery. Um, they're shopping. There's a food hall, a bunch of cool stuff up there. But um, right after we take our break here, because we can't not talk about the Alamo and the Pearl on the San Antonio podcast uh, we are going to wrap up that part of our trip because our flight is later this afternoon. We definitely have a few more hours to explore. We are going to the Alamo right after this to check check out the interior of the church. And then we're going go to go to the Pearl and into the airport from there. So uh, stay tuned. But for our last shout out uh, for this segment, um, we did go this morning. Because we had to drink beer for this podcast, we didn't want to do it on an empty stomach. And I hadn't gotten coffee yet. So we went to the Starbucks that is right next to the Manger and uh, had a good person experience. Uh, we met Danny there, who was working the register. Super friendly young lady. And um, she asked about the podcast, told her about it. It's great. She subscribed or checked it out at the register, which was just, I love it. Yeah. I love that whenever somebody shows that level of interest. So Danny, thank you for that. Uh, appreciate you tuning in, checking this out. Uh, I will say... Uh, Starbucks, not Danny or any of the people there, uh, they need to figure out something with their business model because they ex they'll accept they'll take your money, they'll accept all the app orders in the world, but those poor people working at Starbucks could not fulfill the orders fast enough. They, I think I heard at one point they were a half an hour behind on um, fulfilling the drink orders, and Alex ordered just a black coffee which was the best thing to do because all they do is dump coffee in a cup and give it to you. I ordered a flat white, which is also a very simple drink because it's just, what is it, like espresso and steamed milk or whatever the hell? I and can't remember yet. So, but I, I was behind all of the frou-frou drinks where it has all the syrup and shit. And so I wanted to just die. Yeah, Tara wanted to I blow her head miserable. off. And I, I actually went outside to drink my coffee because I couldn't drink it inside, couldn't take my mask off. So I'm out there just chatting up some people, taking my time. I'm looking inside. Tara, I can see, I know her face. I know her eyes. And she was ready to die. And I finally went inside. I was like, do you want to leave? And she was like, I want to leave. <laughs> so on the way out, I talked to another girl. I said, hey, if you hear uh, somebody call out the name Alex, it's a free drink. 
And she loved it. And I said, pass it on, spread the word. Like, I don't want it to go to waste, but we're not waiting. Any I mean, this was, yeah, you, this was, was in excess of 20 I was, minutes. I was standing there, yeah, for at least 20 minutes, probably by myself. Yeah. Yeah, and, it was horrible. And again, this is not a Starbucks, or, I'm sorry, this is not, not a people uh, issue. that location or the people working there. It's a there. Starbucks They were working their issue. asses off. Yeah. But like, it's it's just sort of like that that issue of like, you're giving preference to people who are on an app doing nothing, like versus, you have people in the store, walking in, coming to your store, like you, you need to take care of them. I, well, I don't know, you need to, you need to figure I, that out. I, <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know how that works. And maybe maybe Starbucks secretly on the, like the, the back end of it, they're like, oh yeah, if we just accept every single order, obviously we know at a corporate level that's not manageable at the site because they only have X number of employees. They don't care. They'll uh, get their the, back. And, uh, and they're like, oh, these people are going to be so pissed off. They'll leave, and we'll still get the money. It did. And they, it they still make the drink. Yeah. So so yeah. The, the Starbucks is still getting their money, and like you know, we we just gave Starbucks money, and we didn't get a drink for it. was so, livid. Yeah, I at Starbucks, I, not the people. That's I was the last livid one at saying, Starbucks, the company, it. not the people. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they those those uh, poor sons of guns. They were working their butts off and cranking yeah. out drinks as, as fast as they could. The one thing I do want to say before our intermission, my if I had to say one sentence about the city of San Antonio. It is that San Antonio has its shit together. Because I remember walking on the Riverwalk and like reading all of the stuff about nature and like looking at how the city is constructed around the river. And maybe it's different elsewhere as you, as you get away from it. But the way that they build nature into their architecture is astounding. Instead of vice versa. The, the, yeah, the conscientiousness of the way that they've constructed almost everything along the Riverwalk. Yeah. You can tell people care. The, actually, I I said this last night to Tara, and I was like, I'm going to bring this up on the podcast tomorrow. The way I worded it, my my quote of the of the episode for San Antonio, the city of San Antonio gives a shit. Yeah, that's it. They they give a shit. That, yeah, San Antonio so, gives a shit. It's awesome. So we'll see you in a little bit. We'll we'll give you the recap of the Alamo and the Pearl, and then uh, we'll be taking the skies after that. We're back. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. After our, our short interlude for you, several days have passed uh, for Tara and me. By the way, uh, Tommy, I hope you enjoyed Tara filling in for you on the We're Back. I was going to do it. I tried. It. I was going to do it without uh, even telling Tara. And then before we started recording, she was like, oh, can I do Tommy's We're Back? Or what did you say first? You um, said something else. It was close I enough. think, and we're back. And, yeah, exactly. I like think, it's a newscast. Yeah. Podcast. Mojo. Podcast. So it is now, uh, coincidentally, we waited several days. It's actually Thursday night, April 15th. Uh, and tragically, actually, this uh, on this day, n not too, too long ago, earlier this afternoon, there was uh, an attempted shooting, I'll say, in San Antonio, Texas. Yep. And um, I'm not going to add any colorful commentary to how I feel about how the whole thing turned out. I'll probably get canceled. Um, but I'll just say I'm glad nobody was hurt, um, except for the shooter. And it was just, it was a sobering reminder. It was weird because Tara, uh, or my dad texted me and Tara and he said, so you guys just missed some excitement at the San Antonio airport. And that, that he texted us at like seven Eastern. 
And I was like, oh my God, what did we miss? And, you know, I Googled it and saw what happened and everything. And it was just really crazy because I can remember thinking, and a lot of the listeners, especially new listeners, you're going to think I'm full of crap. And I, so help me God, I'm not. I remember thinking before we left for San Antonio, I was like, you know, we're strangers in a strange land, just traveling, living our lives and enjoying traveling, whatever. And I was like, we could be in the next mass shooting. Yep. Maybe the next one's in San Antonio. And it was really crazy because like it could have been a lot bigger of a deal than it was. And sure enough, we were just there. And it's just a reminder to be thankful for every day you have because life is an absolute crapshoot nowadays. Yep. So, yeah, that's all. Just RNG. <laughs> life <laughs> is RNG. Life is just a random number generator. Exactly. Yep. But anyways, um, if you recall, uh, right before we got off uh, the, the first part of the podcast, which, by the way, we I don't remember if I specifically said this I'm, I'm pretty sure i did we were recording live from san antonio yes of course now we're back in the hotel room yep in the in the hotel room no less yep. and we are uh back in atlanta and the two things we said we still had to cover were the alamo and um we were going to head to the pearl on the way to the airport to grab a drink or maybe some food or something like that hopefully stop by the southerly so starting with the alamo i will say before that okay we had we were graciously uh, we asked for a late checkout and apparently it's a first come first serve. So the um, what would you call that? The manager, one of yeah. the maybe one of the managers. Yeah, the one guy. You know, we manager. asked um, like a couple of days before, like, oh, can we get, can we get a late checkout on Sunday? And he thought carefully about it and he goes, the best I can do is one p.m. And we were just so thankful because we wanted just anything. Like, we didn't know what we were. I was get. expecting 11 yeah. or 12, maybe. Yeah. And so um, that was amazing. So we were able to do our late checkout. And I got to give a shout out to that because we were able to leave our bags oh, with yeah. the hotel and then walk like, you know, 100 yards to the Alamo and do that little tour and then come back and get our bags. And of course, you know, we tip the, um, the, the valets or the valets if you're from Downton. Um, <laughs> but that was super awesome. So that, that is a, a nice little key benefit of the Menger is that you can just check your bags and go do things. Yeah. And, and I do think while you're waiting. that's a fairly standard thing as long as you are a, a paying guest, you know, it's yeah, like you and I've just never, go up there and have them watch I've your bags. I've never thought to do that before. Yeah. Ever. I, I remember I did it one time, um, in Vegas. I don't remember if it was when we were there together or the time before that, but like I had to do one last thing. Because I had some time to kill, but we had bags, and I just left them at the the Venetian Palazzo for a while, and then came back and got them. So, anyways, yeah, good call. That's it's a good travel tip, if nothing else. It is a good travel tip. And now that we you had that aside in classic craft heads form, and just never being able to get on with it, let me do an aside <laughs> with our beverages. Now, we did get a, a quick nightcap. So, Tara, being in Atlanta, this is Sweetwater, which is an Atlanta brewer. And this is the Troptimistic. It's a wheat ale with passion fruit and kiwi. And I have to say, if you ever, if you smell it, it smells like kiwi. Yeah. It's, it's very good. It actually is quite good. And um, Sweetwater, if you're familiar with it, they're, they're about as big as you can get for like a craft, a craft for me to still call craft. I, I know that technically, you know, there are lots of, like Sam Adams is independent. Yingling is independent. Sierra Nevada. 
Is is it? I, I think. Didn't even, it might be. Yeah. I was actually gonna say I if if Sierra Nevada is independent, I would say it's a step down from Sierra Nevada, especially in terms of um, you know, craft brewers, how big it is. It's hu- that's a huge countrywide name, and you know, uh, but I would say Sweetwater in the Atlanta area is just as big of a name. Oh yeah, around here. Like they, especially Sweetwater 420. Yeah, like that's that's the go to standard IPA. Everybody drinks yeah. it like too much, especially cuz it's it's fine. It is and very not I amazing. I will say that it follows I whatever. It it follows the Sierra Nevada trail in the sense that it's very they're very IPA-ish. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. IPA heavy. Yeah, they but are. This they is are. very good. That's why it was nice this to finally refreshing. get something else that wasn't an IPA from them. They actually have a blueberry yeah. ale that we, we recently tried, which was good. It is. It's ironic because their thing is don't float the mainstream, and it's like mm, you're getting there, guys. Yeah, but, yeah. But that's well, okay. That's successful. Did we reference this on a different podcast where we were talking about IPAs? I don't know, but um, Sierra Nevada. I did check it out real quick. Confirmed, it is the third largest privately owned brewery in the United States, which makes perfect sense. What are the other two? Yingling and I, I don't. I have no idea. I, I don't even know if Yingling is top three. Might not be. I bet you. Um, I bet you Sam Adams is one of them. But uh, that's that's sense. just my guess. Um, not looking it up at the moment. And then the thing that I got here is a surprising uh, bourbon, actually a straight bourbon whiskey, specifically. Um, this is from Memphis, Tennessee, which I'll get to that in a second. It's called Hooling Station. Very small batch. It's bottled at a hundred proof. Um, decent price point. I think it was mid thirties when I bought it. I actually just polished it off. This is the last little bit of it that I have. And I like it a lot. I, I think for the price point, I think it's a solid bourbon and you might be confused right now the same way that I was like, I always thought that bourbon had to be made in Kentucky. And that is not necessarily the case. What's more important is the mash bill. Uh, I believe it has to be 51% corn. Though, uh, last time I read, I think over 90%, maybe even like 95% of it does come out of uh, Kentucky, in fact. And fun fact, in 1964, the United States Congress dubbed it a distinctive product of the United States. So it it is definitely a very U.S. thing, the same way, you know, scotch, cognac, everything. We've, we They have their own respective countries and, and areas. But anyways, very solid bourbon. Check it out. A nice, one of those nice, classy, square-looking bottles with a very distinctive red label. So um, I, I would recommend it. It's solid. But the Alamo. Yeah, so the Alamo. Now, now we're back on track. We've got the wagon. Yeah, we, we went to the, the Alamo, and I got to tell you, I the night beforehand, I did more research on it because I know, I have no problem admitting this. Sorry, I might have mentioned this in the beginning. I didn't really know what the Alamo was all about, except for remember the Alamo. you know. And, and I think the majority of Americans... Probably the same thing. They have no idea what the Alamo actually know, is or the significance of it. Maybe maybe more Texans than anybody. They probably I just, I think, they reference like their old school teachings and they're just like, oh yeah, it's it's some brick church thing, ancient in the desert in Southwest somewhere, and that happened a long time ago. They have like no idea right. what and, actually occurred. And, I mean, Americans just have trash knowledge of American history anyways, and yeah. uh, I'm sure they know the name uh, James I, or J- Jim Bowie 
and Davy Crockett, you know, and maybe to a slightly lesser ex- extent, William Travis, but they don't really know about these guys. And I would highly recommend those three names that I just gave read about them because holy shit, those guys were legends. Yeah. Is it Bowie I've or al- Bowie? I've always heard Jim Bowie and, and Bowie and Bo- I have heard a lot of Bowie knife. So I don't know. I'm actually not taking a stand here. I just, I'm not sure. Cause then of course there's like David Bowie. I know that's in, in the, yeah, the names so, are written the same. I don't know. Way. I can't remember where I heard. Maybe I watched the Punisher one too many times. Cause I'm pretty sure, uh, John Travolta says Jim Bowie in that when he's talking about the Bowie knife. We need so. to watch that again. Oh yeah. We're, we're overdue. So the Alamo was absolutely incredible. It was one of those things where it was cool to see from the outside, but once I got inside and learned more about, you know, like really took in the, the, the reverence, my, like my own reverence for it all. And they, they had some really cool plaques inside and a bunch of names on the plaques. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, those guys I mentioned before and dozens of other names, people not only from all over the country, but all uh, other who were born in other countries, in fact. Uh, for example, Ireland. There were a couple guys from Ireland that were fighting at the Alamo. And this was sort of like our own little Battle of Thermopylae with, you know, this really small number of guys fighting off and killing uh, numbers far greater than theirs. Uh, at, at least a couple multiples anyways. And one of the other cool names that I thought was so cool on the plaques was it literally, most of them were first name, last name. This one was a, a like an underscore, a long line, then comma, and John. Mm-hmm. He was a free black man. And I just thought that was so cool. And, you know, I have no idea if he had been freed or if, if, you know, he escaped slavery or whatever it was. But no doubt his name that he had previously been known by was probably like a shitty slaveholder name or something like that. But it was it was so cool that it's just like this this free man John, yeah. you know, just honoring him with that name on the plaque. I, that was one of the coolest ones that I saw. Yeah, it'd, on be, it'd be interesting to dig up some history on him specifically because mm-hmm. that was that was a unique John name. Blank. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was cool. And then when you get out of the actual church, you you can check out all of the grounds, and it's wild. I mean, you're walking across a fairly large plot of land, and like hundreds of people fought and were killed where you're standing. Now, I mean, that could be said for tons of people all or tons of places all over the planet, obviously. But like this one is as an American and um, the early expansion uh, of the States and the, the liberation from Mexico and, and their centralized government, like it's, is really, really cool. So read about it. That's, that's my only suggestion from it. And if yeah. you ever go to San Antonio, it, it's a must to, ch- to check out. My favorite part actually outside of the church was they had a bunch of statues of the, most of the big players, uh, like from that time and and the revolution, and it was just so awesome. Loved yeah, it, it. it's kind of crazy. Like you're standing, it's really interesting because like you go into the chapel, um, like the actual church, and they have some side rooms blocked off, and um, they instruct you not to touch the walls and stuff because of the construction and like, you know, the oils that are on people's hands and stuff could like, you know, deteriorate, uh, whatever grout or mixtures that they use to build the building. But like they took core sand. It was really cool. Cause like, you're in this 300 year old, you're in this old building and you look around and there's all the scientific equipment. And like, I glanced up at the ceiling and you see that they take, uh, they had taken core samples because they're analyzing the material that they built the church with 
to look at how they can preserve it better. Yeah, the, like, the building is deteriorating. Was, the building is deteriorating. And they're trying to figure out yeah, how to preserve it. Yeah, they're trying to figure out how to save it, preserve it. Um, and it's really cool, like, you know, the plaques that you were talking about, like up near the front, um, I guess, you know, any Catholics, you'll reckon, like, where the altar would have been in this church. And the sacristy yeah. and everything else, yeah. Well, up near where the altar would have been, um, they have a little tiny diorama of the grounds itself. And it's mm-hmm. kind of cool because you can see where the chapel is. You can see, um, you know, that big main road, um, I forget what it's called, but you see where that would have run through part of it as well. It's just, no wonder the Menger's haunted or ex- <laughs> uh, allegedly haunted because of, you know, all the lives lost there on that ground. Yeah. On, on it's the, right next door. On the diorama, it shows labels of like exactly who held down what, like corner of the battlefield and stuff like that. It was, it was yeah. just, it was really badass. I mean, that's actually the best word for that particular part in my opinion. But um, yeah, the, the Alamo was a very, very cool experience. And it, it sounds cliche to visit it until you go and do it. And you're like, Oh, well, I'm really glad I did that. So well, and another thing too, that you just reminded me, you think about the short time American history has been American history. And it made me think of, when Alex and I were, we were Ubering or lifting from Kunstler to the Menger and our Lyft driver mentioned that her family has been in the San Antonio area for, I think at least five generations. The past mm-hmm. five generations are all Mary based, Lou. We forgot to shout yes, her out in the first half. They're all in that San Antonio. And, and that's just crazy to think about. Like, I know, like I come from you know, immigrant ancestors and whatnot. And I'm just like, I don't five generations. That's just, that's yep. a lot. Like that's a lot were, of people. Things were depending on what you define a generation as, you know, in some families, it might be 20 years. Others, it might be 30. I think it's probably pretty safe to average it out to about 25. And that's, you're looking at uh, 125 years of, of history. It's like they were just here in this land and things were changing around them. But they weren't, you know, there they were yeah. here that whole time. But um, that, of course, would would have gone back into the, the late 1800s. So not quite as far back as... Well, um, we're assuming 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So it could, it could go even farther, depending. But uh, anyways, after that, we went back, got our gear, and then headed up to the Pearl. Hopefully, like I said, we were trying to go to the Southerly, Southerly Brewery. And as soon as we got there... Um, you know, it was really beautiful to see in the daytime, that whole area that we told you about. But as soon as we got there, it was kind of annoying uh, at the Southerly. They were, like, transitioning between menus. You know, I just walked in and said, we just want to grab a, a beer and you know, maybe an appetizer if there's time. Because we had a full hour to kill before we really had to leave and get to the airport. And they were like, oh, you know, we have a wait list of, like, an hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, never mind. And I, I just asked her, I was like, if we just want to get a single drink somewhere, what's our best bet? She told us to go check out. Uh, the Boiler House, which was right around the corner, um, might even be owned by the same people or whatever, I think. But it's a Texas Grill and Wine Garden is what it says. So we go in there and um, met a really uh, really nice bartender. Her name was Lydia. Uh, makes a mean old-fashioned, by the way. We told her what was going on. Um, she actually also suggested, even though we got a seat at the bar to get our drinks, um, because they were also transitioning over to brunch and everything, like they, Dinner. they were like, they were transitioning from brunch to dinner menus. Were they? Yeah, because yeah. we were we were there later. Uh, well, regardless, they you know their kitchen was like temporarily closed or paused or something like that. So it, we just said screw it, we'll we'll drink double, which we did. Um, I had a an old fashioned and a Paloma, 
and Tara got two uh, of the of local lagers. So there's there also used to be an old Pearl Brewery. There's a whole storied existence of that that you can check out. They move locations, but still make the same beer and all that. But that's of course where this whole area gets its name from. So check that out. Really neat. Um, and thanks again to Lydia for a really nice visit there. She was super friendly. Taught us a couple things. I told her I was a fellow. Uh, cocktail aficionado as well and I told her about the podcast she also has a blog herself i am uh terribly sorry lydia i brought it if you recall i brought it up on my phone in my uh safari browser and i just like i just thought to myself oh, i'll just leave it open in a tab and uh safari being safari and iphones being iphones that the app got nuked at one point and i lost all my tabs so i can't shout her blog out i, I can just tell you that it was lydia at the boiler house and it was um she was a really solid bartender to send us off into the sunset. So uh, go say hi to her. Thanks again for that that final afternoon. And um, on the way out, we got our final lift, and we had Fred. And he made for a really nice final trip because we got in the car. You know, I had a little buzz going. I, I, I was feeling some good music, and Drake was on. It, it was like on Sirius XM or something. Can't remember what song. And then uh, another song came on, and I really wanted to hear the Lemon Pepper Freestyle because I've just been really feeling that song lately. And so I asked him, I was like, do you have Spotify? And he's like, no, I don't. I was like, oh, no big deal. And I, and I told Tara, I was like, I was really feeling the Lemon Pepper Freestyle right now. Well, he was listening. And conscientious uh, gentleman that he was, like 30 seconds later, I hear Lemon Pepper Freestyle come on because he had it on his phone or something. I was like, oh, you're the man. And it's a it's a fairly long song, and it took us most of the way to the airport because uh, we were already halfway there, and it's a very short ride from the actual city. So that's it. That's everything. San Antonio is an amazing city. If you ever find yourself headed to the southwest, highly recommended. I'm not saying it's better than any other city in Texas because I haven't been to any other city in Texas, but I'll say that they set the bar very high. And um, seriously, if you want, if you like walking, wandering around and just flying by the seat of your pants and traveling the way that Tara and I typically do with almost no plans whatsoever, except for like two or three things you know you want to do, the Riverwalk is such an amazing uh, way to spend a long weekend down there. Uh, I don't think I included this note on on the long day, whenever we did the huge amount of walking, I looked at my phone uh, in that health app or whatever in Apple, and we did 22,000 steps, which is over 10 miles. So yep. it was very much like a Japan, uh, Japan vacation day for us. But uh, God bless San Antonio. Love it. Great city. Go check it out. And um, We'll be back. Yeah, that's exactly right. There Until are many, next time. There are many things I think that we were thinking of. We're like, oh. Next time we're back, we're yeah, going to do this. Tara started saying next time we're here on the second day. So that's a yeah. good sign. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.